0: The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on texasfootball.com and get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. And now, on with the show.
1: Yes, yes,
0: y'all! From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Carrollton, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show coming to you via the miracle of the internet. My name is Greg Tupper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part. Support your local Mediocre Internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there, celebrating their 32nd birthdays. Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. There you go. We live in a world where Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen are 32. Okay. You know, here's something I found out. And do you if if you've ever wanted to see Max Thompson respond to a question with a resounding no, here we go. <clears throat> hey Max, do you know who Mary Kate Olsen is married to?
2: <laughs> uh, there was like there
0: was a there's a zero percent chance that you have any clue or care. Uh
2: some sort of financier. You are not far off. Yeah. He is. He is married, she is married to
0: the half-brother of French President Nicolas Sarkozy. Sure, okay. He's like a billionaire. Former president. Former, is he? Yeah, who's the president of France? Manuel Macron. That's right, Macron. Uh, Yes, former French president, which is just weird. Anyway, today is Wednesday, June 13th, 2018, 162 days until Thanksgiving. Episode 573, 573, the number of batters that Mark Clark faced in his illustrious Texas Rangers career. I forget. 1999, 2000, he he went Cardinals. Indians, Mets, Cubs, and Rangers. On today's show, guys, we are going to take a look at the UIL rule changes that came down yesterday, or the proposed ones. They haven't been like totally verified, um, like passed, but they're on their way to, and we anticipate that they will be. We'll talk about that, and then we kind of have some late-breaking news about NCAA rule changes that are pretty significant. Uh, we will get into those, and then back half of the show. We've got a couple of great interviews. One great interview uh, with uh, Marcus Schulz. Matt Stepp talked with Marcus Schulz, the head coach at Splendora, uh, down at one of the state qualifying tournaments in Houston. And then in a much more mediocre interview, because the interviewer, not the interviewee, uh, I talked with Chris Cochran, the head coach at Lindale. Had a great conversation, and he saved my life. And you will see why if you stay tuned to the end of the show. Let's Coming up back out of the show. First things first, shout out. To Matt Rogers, the head coach of our of our of one of our favorite private schools, Waco Methodist Children's Home, Texas football today's own. Uh, he sent us some some swag for the Swag Shrine. Uh, I am wearing this one. Uh, this is, of course, their state championship shirt. Uh, the Bulldogs won the state championship, uh, and so for the first time in my life I've been mistaken for a champion. So thank you very much uh, to Matt Rogers, the head coach at Waco Methodist Children's Home. Go Bulldogs. Appreciate that.
2: That would be fun to... Uh... Actually, come up with a cool swag shrine in the new studio. Yeah, that's what we're gonna work on. It'll like have that. to be like a corner in there We've somewhere, got ideas. right?
0: We've got ideas. Our new yeah. studio is coming in July, August, August, and you will, uh, you will really, really like it. Uh, but Max, I was, I was in the office before you were. Uh, I came in early. It's typically,
2: the case. Yes, but
0: I came in early, like early, early, not earlier than you, like early. Sometimes you do that. Early. You're, you're
2: a weird one. I was
0: up. It was weird. So I came in. Of course, turn on the TVs here in the, here in the studio and flipping around looking for something. Stumbled across, stumbled across Longhorn Network. Mm-hmm. Longhorn Network was playing the 2009 Big 12 championship game. Of course, the Nebraska uh, near miss yeah. um, where Texas won on the last literally last second
2: field goal. I walked in basically as it was happening. Yeah. yeah.
0: What I realized is that that is on my list of stop-down games that if they are if that game is playing I will absolutely watch it if the crab grab uh the crab tree game uh is is playing I will stop down uh, and watch that um and and really now now there's too many channels which I think we can all agree there's always one there's always like some sort of weird random sporting event going on NFL networks good for running a, an old super bowl here sure. and there uh MLB Network's got too much going on right now, but like in the off they will they'll fire up old games. Um, ESPNU is very good about that. Yes, uh, SEC Network is getting better about yep. that. Um, there's too many channels and there's not there's too many hours in the day, and so um, that is one of I, I just realized that that was probably like the second or third time I've actually watched that game after the after the time I watched it live. Uh, it's uh,
2: one of my stop down games. That uh, it's, it's yeah, so. the ending's always good. It's entertaining. While we're on warm-up topics, sure. Still waiting for that apology from Robert Wolf.
0: Oh well, you know,
2: it's okay. He's okay. here today, but are he has got lots of comments but, already.
0: But we're above it.
2: I want—we're uh, not above it. We're not above anything. Uh, an apology, or at least a thank you. Yeah,
0: <sighs> it's okay, buddy. I know. Max has been real torn up about it. He's been walking around. He shoved me up against the wall yesterday. He goes, listen, if I don't get an apology, I am gonna lose it. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Max, let's take a look at what the UIL did yesterday. The UIL, of course, had a legislative council meeting down there in Round Rock yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, a number of different rule changes were past past what is widely considered to be the biggest barrier to going into entry, there are still some some things that have to be um kind of agreed upon and verified, but for the most part, if we 're talking about it today, we can anticipate that it will happen yeah. so it's very rare that something passes the legislative council and then doesn't pass the 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 next step It's pretty rare so one thing is that there were some changes to spring practices spring practices if you remember. Um, there was a rule that um, – so spring pra- the number of spring practices has um, remained the same, 18 spring practices. If you do spring ball, you can have 18 practices. It used to be you could have 18 practices in 30 days. They have now expanded that to be 34 days. That seems like a mild change, but basically that's going to let them give these kids a little bit more rest between practices, mm-hmm. ultimately for the sake of con- – uh, by the way, and a maximum of 12 to 18 days – uh, can be full contact, and only three days per week can be full contact in spring ball. The other one that happened is in preseason practice. So we're talking about um, in, in fall camp. Fall camp, um, the second rule is is a more gradual buildup in the physical contact. So it used to be that you, if you're going through fall camp, your first four days, your first four days, only helmet's before you can go into full contact. Now they're going to have a little bit more of a build-up process. This was something that the THSCA and the UIL wanted to get past. This was an agreed-upon type thing. Uh, so it's going to be, instead of four days of helmets only, and then full, full contact, two days of helmets, two days of shells, which is uh, helmets and shoulder pads, but no full contact, then one day in shells with limited contact, which means you can't bring them to the ground, and then you can get into full contact. Mm-hmm. So... Basically, they're saying the first five days now, it's not going to be full, full contact. And there's going to be more of a gradual buildup, which is, I think, a nice way of splitting the difference. Because when you've only got helmets only, like, coaches will tell you, like, that's nice. I'm glad they're out on the field. Right. But, like, you want to have some sort of of contact or some sort of feeling because football is very different when you have pads on versus not. Right. Uh, we all, you know, you watch seven on seven, and, and when we talk about underwear football, it's like that's awesome that you guys are great at seven on seven. But sometimes it can be a very different game when you put on the helmet and the shoulder pads. So
2: that's one thing. Not that sometimes, happens. all the time.
3: Yes, yeah. all
0: the time. Uh, there was a big change with regards to ejections. So this is a big basketball thing. Apparently, there was a big rash of basketball ejections for fighting and all sorts of craziness. And now they say the UIL has ruled that if you get ejected from this game, you will miss the next game. That's for basketball. For football, they say if you get ejected from this game, you miss the first half of the next game. That's the punishment. There's a lot of coaches who do that anyway, that just say, no, if you get ejected from this game, you're out for the entire next game. They're now issuing a mandatory minimum rule. There is one important caveat to this, though. If it's an in-game ejection, basically targeting, right then you do not have to miss the next half uh, the next the, the game the, the next half the half first half of the next game you don't have to do that so that is one thing to consider this is basically if you throw a punch this is if you do something yeah. really stupid that gets yeah. gets you thrown out i mean not that targeting not stupid but you know what i mean if you if do something do outside in-game? the bounds
2: of the game yeah, is, I guess is the distinction here is it in-game versus, like, dead ball? I think... Is that what they're trying to I think, say? I think that's what they're trying to right, say. Right, because when else would you get ejected if right. not in-game? Because you know I mean? football
0: well, Because football ejections, if you think about it, by far the most common one is um, is targeting. Targeting, for sure. The next one's probably, like, fighting. Yeah, it's and, throwing a punch. Which is throwing a punch, yeah. which is something... I think what they say is it's outside... I, I want to read the, the exact... Um, kind of verbiage but it's outside the normal game time right. you know what I mean yeah. that if you if you get called for targeting you're already ejected for that game but you don't have to miss the next right. half of the game uh, targeting was one they specifically mentioned was you don't have to worry about missing the next half of the game the Max Thompson rule train horns are go- look like they're going by the wayside it looks like the UIL is going to issue a ban on train horns at football games
2: Leeman Saunders Th- brings I- up a good point on this uh huh and it is the Max Thompson rule, because train horns can go away now. How are they going to enforce this? And how are they going to penalize people? Because, be because as Lehman has said, a number of people have told him, and I won't be surprised if we hear this from parents and booster club people as well. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Yeah. I'm going to do it anyway.
0: If they, if they will have to issue, I believe, I bet every time you my, – my guess – if you blow the train horn, every time you blow the train horn, it's a 15-yard... It's like a personal foul. You would think, right? It's like unsportsmanlike conduct. Yeah. That would be my guess for it. Now, it's worth mentioning, this is not official. One of the steps it now has to take, because the way the UIL is framing this, is they're not banning them because they're annoying. Right. They're banning them because they are a Safety health hazard? risk. Yeah. A medical risk, All because... Right. It, which, look, you yeah. and I have stood... You don't want to be standing uncomfortably close to a train horn, and so they're saying for the player safety that they're banning uh, banning train horns. So that's going to the medical advisory board. The medical advisory board again, almost always, if it passes the legislative council, will go there. One thing that did not pass is the home field advantage. You remember first round of the playoffs in six A and five A, home field advantage in the first round if you're the higher seed uh they were looking at expanding that to all UIL playoffs they have tabled that at least for a year they want another year of data to say do we want this uh it sounds like they just want to take another look at it so that's been kicked down the that can's been kicked down the road there will not be uh home field advantage for the first uh for the first round for teams in 43 and 2A and 1A yet um and then uh, they did once again approve a one week or, or for one Friday night uh, live telecast for one time event. This is Texas Football Days on Fox Sports Southwest. They've re-upped at the UIL. From everyone that I've talked, when we talked with Dr. Charles Brightup, when we talked to Dr. Susan Elza, when we talked to Dr. Jamie Harrison, they were pleased as punch with how that went. It was uh, awesome. They were really they're really pleased with the event. Yeah. As we know, the UIL. With high school football, what they want to do is they want to make these things big spectacles, big events, uh, and they want to get those right. And so if things had gone wrong last year with Fox, I imagine things wouldn't have gone—this right. wouldn't be happening. But it is back for one more year um, that uh, they've approved a one-time thing. You will see some reports that's misreporting that says that it's every week. That is not true. It is one week— uh, I can confirm that it's the first week, which is not surprising. Yeah. Uh, for Texas Football Days, they will be back. They'll yeah. do it again. So there's that's coming back. So that's UIL. Let's now talk, and we'll probably t- dive into this a little bit more because this is just kind of coming across the wire. This is more breaking news. Uh, but the NCAA uh, has approved two pretty major, kind of let's call them clerical rule changes. Okay. The first one is I think should have happened a long time ago which is that the NCAA is ruling that there is no right for coaches to block transfers to different schools. They don't have to ask for the release anymore. Now, it's worth mentioning that the conference can still have those rules. So if you go to to Arkansas and you want to transfer to Texas A&M, the SEC can still have their own rules that can block you from doing certain things. But for now, the transfer rules have been loosened a little bit, which I think is very, very good. And this is the big one that I need to really think about. They have changed the redshirt rules. For those who don't know, the the redshirt rules were that basically, once you got into a game, there was a certain minimum amount of plays. But it was, I mean, if you were out there basically on like one kickoff, uh, one kickoff like coverage, they were, It wouldn't count as burning your redshirt. Right. But there is a minimum amount of time, which is pretty minimal. Excuse me. Uh, that you would burn your red shirt and shouldn't you have would lose a whole wheel of cheese before the show. I really shouldn't have. They have now ruled that the that you can play up to four games and still red shirt. That is huge, and that could really change the game, especially for teams. I think you're going to see a, a, ve- a lot of interesting kind of maneuvering with this rule. For example, you know who really could have used that last year? Baylor. Because, look, it was obvious pretty early that it wasn't going to be a big time, a great year. So those last four games, get some of the kids in. Yeah, Get some guys some experience. Yeah. And, by the way, they're still coming back as redshirt freshmen. Right. You don't lose a year of eligibility. Uh, a team like UTEP, right? Uh, where it was, it was clear they weren't going to make a bowl. Get some kids in, get them their experience, right. but they didn't because they didn't want to burn their redshirt. Right. This is huge. The other side of it is, I wonder if you're going to see some players for let's let's say let's take TCU as an example. TCU has legit Big Twelve yeah. aspirations, right? That opener against Southern. Yeah, I bet you're going to see some guys that you may never see again right. for the entire year, right. just to get them those college yeah. reps. I think this is going to be a big game changer in college football. The redshirt rule has been changed so that you can now play up to four games and still redshirt. That is very, very, very big, big. deal. So um, they'll also loosen the medical redshirt rules because you see, you see guys who go out in the third game of the year with a knee injury and they miss right. the rest of the year, uh, and, and then they have to go and apply basically for a medical redshirt. Now, as long as you played f- four or fewer games, you're good to go. Yep. That is a huge, huge, huge deal. Uh, I think, in NCAA football. We'll think about that a little bit more, break it down a little bit more in the coming days and weeks. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, facebook.com, slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com, slash Dave Campbell's, And of course, see us at dot texasfootball.com. texasfootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across Lone Star State. Oh, I should mention... So you want this magazine, by the way, I finally cut out the cover. So you can see what it looks like. This is the front cover, and then you fold it open. Here's the other cover. See? You get both covers. You want this magazine, right? Texasfootball.com. You can order it and it will come out, uh, it will get shipped directly to you. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Get this magazine, get the 2018 recruiting edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Get a year's worth of exclusive online content, which we are working on, on the site. It's gonna be awesome. You get all that for nineteen ninety five. Father's Day is Sunday. Get it for your dad. TexasFootball.com is where you can get it if you want this magazine. I've been asked a million times, when's the magazine coming out? It's hitting shelves the last week in June. The last week in June. Subscribers might get a little bit early. TexasFootball.com, check it out. Max, we divided and conquered this weekend and went out to a variety of different state qualifying tournaments. Matt Stepp was down in the Houston area at one of the state qualifying tournaments down there. Was it the Cypress one? I think it was the Cypress one. He Something jumped right? around. I think he went to one or he two. He was like two know. of them, he's so I a, never know. He's, he's always, a lunatic. He's, we got to put a tracking device on that guy. We need to
2: put a bell on him. He did like a the speed and training one was one, and the other one, I don't
0: know. Yeah, it was weird.
2: Yeah. In any case, he caught up with a number of coaches, including
0: the head coach. Of the Splendora Wildcats, Texas Football Today Zone, maybe DCTF Live Zone. I'm not sure. It's
2: right on that line.
0: Around that line. Marcus Schultz uh, is a friend of the show. Matt Stepp caught up with him to talk a little bit Wildcat football. Here is Matt Stepp's interview with Marcus Schultz of Splendora here on Texas Football Today.
3: Matt Stepp, Dave Campbell's Texas Football back here at the Houston Athlete and Training 707 State Qualifying Tournament here with the head coach of Splendora, the Splendora Wildcats, Coach Marcus Schultz. Coach, I thanks for taking a few minutes to uh, chat with us today. No problem. Looking forward to it. All right, coach, obviously, you're getting ready to watch your kids compete, hopefully uh, going after a spot in the state 7-on-7 tournament. Um, 7-on-7 is not real football. We all know that. But I know there's a lot of positives that you feel like you, you can take back into the season uh, from playing today and playing in, in league play. Uh, so what are you looking for, what are you looking to see out of your kids today, and, and what do you want to see out of them as far as uh, just being competitive and, and running, running your system, I'm assuming? Right.
1: Um, well, I'll tell you, in years past, we've we've been a wing tee football team so we we've been attacking seven on seven from a defensive standpoint and um, playing some of the schools that we've played in the past couple years have been wide open and spread teams so we use it as a defensive uh defensive practices now um we're going to more of the spread rpo ourselves um and has hit that real hard this spring so looking to to see our kids just uh come out here and compete and and get used to throwing the ball around a little bit more than what we normally do i know uh uil rules state you guys can't coach i know that's that's
3: always tough because you know they're your kids you want to get out there and coach them uh, which coach and your staff gets the most fired up when your kids do something well? Because I know you guys are the uh, ugliest but highest-paid cheerleaders out there, right?
1: Oh, I got a few of them. Yeah, my defensive coordinator, Coach D-Head, gets after it a little bit. you know. just when you get a turnover, right? <laughs> that's a fact. That's a fact. And we, we chest bump and slap the kids around a little bit. And um, But i probably say I'm right there in the middle of it as well. So it's kind of fun. Got to celebrate the success, right? That's a fact.
3: All right, Coach, uh, you know, you, you guys, realignment, you guys have been playing in Class 5A the last couple of years. You're dropping down to Class 4A this year. Um, your district's going to be tough. We're n- make no bones about that. It's not an easy district. But do you feel like your kids are going to be more battle-tested having played against some of the uh, elite programs in Class 5A that you guys have had to go up against the past couple of years?
1: There's no doubt. You know, playing the uh, the Crosbys and the Barber Hill, Barbers Hill and the New Canies of the world, um, you know, it's definitely got these kids playing on a different level, um, you know. The wins didn't come like we wish they would have, but they, we were definitely competitive uh, in a lot of those games. And dropping back down into four is going to be a huge success for, for us football-wise, but also as an overall program um, altogether. So the district we're going into is tough. You know those those guys can play. Those coaches, you know, all the coaches in our in our new district can coach football. So um, you know we just got to do what we do and get our kids prepared to to do uh, what they know to do, and go out on Friday night and see what happens. All right, now you mentioned uh, you guys are
3: making an offensive change this year. You're going from a wing T to a more spread RPO-type attack. Uh, defensively, what kind of uh, team can the Wildcat fans expect to see in 2018?
1: Defensively, we're going to be a lot of the same. You know, we are a uh, fly-around, you know um – coming from from every direction we're a three four defense we may we may get in a little even front uh some this year but uh, we're going to be the same we're going to attack from all angles Uh, we're going to bring the house when we want when we think we need to bring the house and and our kids get after it and and love to hit people so that's that's a big deal we're very uh, hard-nosed defensively um kids get after it offensively you know we brought in uh, uh coach last year coach chip keel who's been a head coach and athletic director at a couple different schools in this area um and and he's helped with our offense along with coach jeremy willis our, our other offensive coordinator and Chips brought some some of the the passing game and the RPO uh, to us, and you know I think it's going to be a great great opportunity for us uh, in, the, in the future.
3: With with offenses being so efficient and the, being in the spread and putting defenses kind of in a bind numbers wise, do you feel like you know defenses in order to be successful you've got to be aggressive and really kind of take the fight to the offense?
1: I think so, but you know we're not going to get away from what we do running the football either. You know we've got a, a good core backfield coming back that, that are hard nosed and, and go downhill and going to hit hit people in the mouth. Um, so we're still going to stick to our mentality of, of you know four yards and a cloud of dust, but we're going to open it up a little bit more than what we have in the past too. So, all right, now final question for you, Coach. Uh, Seen on Twitter, you
3: guys and, and and Crosby, Coach Reardon. You know, I'm looking at you, Coach Reardon. Uh, you guys have had some battles on the softball field in the in the off season. Uh, you, your coaching staffs uh, need to know. Who gets the better of those games generally? And, uh, w- w- and you know, no, no, no wagering of, of cash, but there might be a lunch bet or something on the line. And, and so, so when, when the Wildcat coaching staff wins those softball games, I'm sure you guys win them more often than not. Uh, wh- wh- where's the spot that Coach
1: Reardon has got to take you guys? Well, I'll tell you this, it's been fun to get with those guys and growing up and playing high school football against Coach Reardon and then also playing at the college level with him. I thought you are going to ask how many times I deed him up since I was a DB and he was a receiver. You locked him down, right, Coach? There's no doubt. Now, he has a different story. He has a different story and he'll lie to people, but... Um, you know, it it is. It's fun, and and definitely the Wildcats come out on top. I think our last game that that we played as a staff against them last year was 23 to 7, I think is what. Oh, you run ruled them, coach. So it it got a little ugly. Um, and there's definitely, uh, we, we, we find a couple different Mexican restaurants that he takes me to, and, and, but we're, we've got one coming up here in another week or so, and, uh, we're gonna try to get our kids together and do a little seven on seven, and then coach is gonna play softball afterwards, so it'll be good. How many pulled hamstrings come out of that game? I can tell you I had one. So myself, (laughs) myself, had one last year, so uh, but it's a good time, and, and the kids enjoy it, and we enjoy it as a staff, and um, it's always good to get out there and have fun. I can imagine there's a little trash talk going on in there. Uh, just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. Coach,
3: enjoy watching your kids compete today. Appreciate what you do for student-athletes in the state of Texas. No problem. Thanks, Matt.
1: There is
0: Marcus Schultz, the head coach at Splendora, talking with Matt Stepp. Appreciate him taking a little bit of time. You know, Splendora is a squad that, um, because of the drop-down, you know, last year they took their lumps two and seven, but... Um, dropping from 5A to 4A is going to be great. Yeah. Here's the problem: they're in Region Three with Carthage, Midlothian, Heritage, Henderson, Kilgore. Now, not where you want to be. Not where you want to be. But all told, that's better than the situation they were in. Um, uh, you know, need to rebuild the defense a little bit. But excited to see what the Splendora Wildcats have in 2018. Appreciate uh, Matt Stepp and Coach Marcus Scholes talking there. I, on the other hand, was in Justin for the Northwest State Qualifying Tournament, caught up with a good friend of ours, Chris Cochran, the head coach over there at Lindale. He's watching his boys. He also saved my life. Here is our interview and adventure with Chris Cochran of Lindale here on Texas Football Today. Greg Tepper, Dave Campbell's Texas Football on TexasFootball.com here at the Northwest State Qualifying Tournament for 7-on-7. Here with the head coach of the Lindale Eagles, Coach Chris Cochran.
4: Coach, uh, you staying cool out here? Trying to. We uh, we're in the shade this first this first game, but I think we're done with shade now. So uh, we got some tents over there. I'm gonna go get under that here in just a second with those guys. So. Well, we're keeping you outside the, the shade for you're, now, you're but good.
0: You're good. I, I gotta ask you. You know, I overheard you talking to your team after that first game, and, and one thing I heard you say is is Hey, I'm gonna notice bad body language. I'm gonna notice that. What is it you're looking for when you're watching your kids out here?
4: The main thing we want to see is how they're going to compete. You know, we want them. We want them to be able to respond. I just told them. You know, we want them to be able to handle success uh, when things are good. We want them to be able to handle it. Make sure we don't get hit here. See, this is what I'm talking about. There you go, that's a good assist. I, to it, yes. Um, we <laughs> we we want to be able to handle success, and we want to be able to you know handle when things don't go so well, and uh, we're help, we're hoping that uh, we get some young kids that can really grow up. Got a lot of young kids here today that will have a chance to, to grow up and and uh, learn and uh, really learn just how to how to play the game and how to. Um, respond to, to negative to negative stuff in, in the game and the positive stuff so anyway that's that's uh, you know really what we're what we're trying to accomplish and I don't know if I'm answering your question no, right so you certainly L- little distraction there oh no,
0: that's fine that's fine listen this is uh, this is live TV on tape and so I got to ask you you know from an xs and Os perspective um, obviously that's secondary to kind of the, the attitude that you're seeing from these kids and stuff like that but is there something that you can you know watching these kids go out here and, and play you know actual physical tools are there things you can take from it as well there
4: yes absolutely we you know our scheme we don't really want um, some people believe in you know seven on seven routes and stuff like that we really want to just run our offense and run our defense that's what we're about we're trying to to get better um, each and every week this summer. You know, that month of June, you can devote it to seven on seven and summer workouts. And um, so, you know, each each time we come out here, we want to see our kids grow, learn and grow, and just learn learn the offense and learn, learn what we're doing defensively and learning coverages and that kind of thing. So, um, got some new guys, uh, some young ones, like I've already said, and I, I just, you know, we really hope that they can kind of grow up right here before our eyes.
0: Uh, one year at Lindale in the books, uh, you know, a, a step forward. Things are things are, are, are the, the arrows pointed upward. What is it? That, I'm interested. What is it about this program that you know now that maybe you didn't know when we were talking a year ago? That's
4: a good question. Thank um, you. <laughs> um, you know, I'm I, I'm learning that our kids. Um, that's what I already knew. That's probably not I, – I just think our kids um, will compete and they're going to do exactly what we ask them to do. And, you know, I worried last year when we talked, I guess, at coaching school, I didn't know, you know, how they would handle this change in our culture and stuff like that. But really, for the most part, um, you know, we have our – our, our uh, we, 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 we fall down at times, you know, but we – I feel like they're doing a good job of handling what we're asking them to do and uh really handling we put them through a tough tough offseason so i'm excited about that about how tough our kids are becoming and uh really what they're you know what they're what they're trying to uh, accomplish i think that they're uh, that we're on the same page with them as the coaching staff and our kids so um we're we're excited about you know the things to come, and um, we think that you know we're going to have a good year this year.
0: Uh, let me then let me flip the question on you. Mm-hmm. What is it that you think maybe your team knows about you now that maybe they didn't know a year ago?
4: Wow! Um, I'm telling you, man, you thought this was some softball yeah, interview? Yeah, that's that's it, it. Was a lot easier at coaching school. I'm, well, listen, you're a
0: year in, so I gotta I gotta yes. turn up the
4: the I heat. Um, hopefully. You know, I think they're probably thinking, Dang, Coach really is gonna hold us accountable to certain things, you know, but um and I'll never change on that, you know, and I hope our coaching staff I don't think will ever change on that. So, um I think that's probably what it is, is just the accountability and, and what we expect from them. Appreciate it, Zach. Um, what what we expect, you know, from from them and, and how much we're gonna ask of them, you know, just in summer workouts, like I've already mentioned. Um you know, and, and just the extra stuff that you got to do to be some, making sure I don't get hit here. Uh, I'm going to protect you. I know. Hey, listen, I appreciate
0: that. You're, you're <laughs> listen, This is the man who, who understands the, the importance of, of, a, of a quality interview. Yes. Uh, so then I'm going to ask you, looking forward to the fall. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still early. It's June 8th or something like that. Do you have a feeling yet on, on what your Lindale Eagles are going to hang their hat on? What is it about – what is it that, that this team's going to be about in the fall?
4: Yeah, we, we have our – a good bit of our offensive line back. Um, and I say that. We've got our receiving core back as well with our quarterback. So – you know, I, I feel like we're going to be able to run the football. Uh, I really do. And really, what I've always been about defensively, kind of with a defensive background, um, we're going to have to stop the run. And we've got to hang our hat on that. If you can't stop the run, I'm no different than any other football coach. If you can't stop the run, defensively, you're going to be in a bind. So defensively, we're going to stop the run. And – uh and then offensively, we got to be able to pound the ball. So, um, and I feel like we're going to be able to do that with with all our with our guys returning. We don't have all five coming back. We got three or four guys that we feel like are going to give us a chance up front. So, um, that's that. To me, that's going to help. That's going to help us out. You know, going into 2018.
0: Coach, thanks for protecting
4: me. Yes, sir. Well, <laughs> I don't know how well I've done, but I think <laughs> I think we're good now. So, anyway, appreciate thank you, you. Yes, sir.
0: There he is,
2: Lindale coach
0: and professional lifesaver
2: bodyguard that was if you will
0: you know I'm going to sh- I'm going to kind of crap on my inter- our intern Kylan who was yep. shooting these yep. video interviews mm-hmm. he did a great job shooting them and I don't want to crap on him too much
2: well he didn't You know, he did get a smudge on the lens, lens on everyone, there is, that's uh, one thing the other thing that is, is Kylan. that he was like
0: oh why don't we just shoot it right here yeah. like, oh no we're right behind the end zone what could possibly go wrong
2: to be fair that's on you he doesn't know any better you should be you're the one right. in that situation. Tell you yeah. what
0: you're saying, and I agree with you. So that's on me.
2: But if you, but yeah, the first interview that lens was crystal clear. Mm. Second two, thumbprint on it. <laughs> Our thanks to Chris Cochran, the Lindale Eagles, for
0: chatting with us. And now we go to Max Thompson for America's favorite segment: final thoughts.
2: And there are many. <clears> oh. <throat> Anthony Hill, big fan of Chris Cochran. I like how he says accountability, football, or otherwise. That's part of the game, yep. teaching these young men to be men. You know, I, talk, uh, I talked
0: with him, and, and he, you know, this was off the air. Um, I just kind of talked to him, and he's like, yeah, you know, we took our lumps because these kids had to get used to me. And they had yeah. to get used to, like, in a lot of respects, no nonsense. And yeah. it's like, I'm not going to deal with it. Like, yeah. we're going we're gonna to be disciplined. And so yeah. he, he kind of talked about the growing pains that they went through.
2: Uh, Corey Hogue says, Step's hat selection rivals Ken Rosenthal's bow tie Listen, selection. That is, that is the brand. That's true. Brand. We, we just need to announce a new charity every day. He wears a different hat, right? We really could. I, I Most mean, of them are the uh, Orioles free agency fund. Uh, Anthony Hill also asked, did Step talk with Stevenville's head coach yet? He has not. We'll be looking for him coach at... Winder. Coach Winter. we will be looking for him at THSCA, but... A little little sneak preview for you. Someone, I'm not going to say who, talked to him for the 4A preview this year.
0: Oh my gosh! Wow. Enjoy yes. talking to Coach. Wendell. Um, we are. By the way, that is another thing. In in a couple of weeks, what? Probably a month from now. A little yeah. more than a month. We'll be in yeah. San Antonio for the THSCA Coaching School and Convention, as we always are. Yeah. Uh, so if you're a coach and you're watching, come by, say hi. We'll I believe. See you. Last I heard, Dave's coming. That's the last I That's heard. That's the plan.
2: They'll yeah. be there signing magazines. So. We'll do our usual weekend in San Antonio. We'll eat as many zinc burgers as possible and, and interview as many coaches as be in possible. And the Wheel of Questions. That's true. The Wheel yeah. of Questions will be around. We'll be. Uh, ooh, this is actually good. Tony Tony Blalock brought this up. This
0: is actually good. What well, a, I know.
2: Well, what a, what a, what Our, guys, of our, our guys know where I'm coming from. I've seen two coaches say they don't want home field at their fields in the first round Slato and West Orange Stark. Both indicate that they don't want to play on a grass field with limited visitor see, visitor seating. Their stadiums in the playoffs. It's this interesting, is, this, and and there's
0: also something to be said for, especially if you look. Let's be honest. There are some game first round games where you feel like you're a pretty considerable favorite. There's something to be said for. Let's get used to getting on a bus and going somewhere and making making the trip and, and playing in front of a neutral you know, a neutral site. There's something to be said for that. You know. That said, I I think the majority of coaches want if they have the op- option for home field advantage, they want it.
2: Uh, Jacob John says uh, Midland Lee at Smithson Valley. Week one is on the table for the broadcast. We look at those. We look at a lot of the week one games because we get excited about this.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've I've identified about seven or eight of the big – because what I think they're going to do, and I don't have any inside information on this, but if you remember last year, they did Lake Travis and Converse Judson, and then they did – Shallow Water and Idaloo yeah. I think they want to keep the idea of we're going to do one kind of smaller school game like 4A yeah. and below and yeah. one big school game 6A or 5A I think they're going to do that I have identified about 6 or 7 including Midland Lee and, and Smithson Valley that I think would, would kind of fit that bill uh, but they'll all go
2: where they told to go <laughs> to be real honest. You'll show up with a suit I will I will wear a suit. You will stare at the camera and read wherever you need to. That's it. Thanks everyone for tuning in today. Good comments. That's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending part of the day with us. Follow us on Twitter at TCTF like us on Facebook Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's follow us on
0: Instagram Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's and of course see us at TexasFootball.com Vince Young please can get your player of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today.